Hey guys, on this episode of EdTech, I'm going to be joined by Ernie Bailey, Scott Tyner, and Rob Brasbury. We're going to be talking about occupancy sensors, gathering metrics, and all this and more on EdTech. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech, episode 80, IoT Sleepers. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by... Sure, sound extraordinary. This is EdTech, the Higher Ed monthly podcast. I'm your host, Bill O'Donnell. And this month, as always, I'm joined by Ernie Bailey. How are you, sir? How are you doing? Good. Mr. Scott Tyner. Hey, Bill. Hey. Glad to be here. Yay. And as always, Mr. Rob Raspberry. If you notice, Rob is uh, um, doing the, the total life yeah. of the tech manager in which he's also doing the podcast and also uh, supervising the tech summit here. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, let's see if we can uh, Ooh, you've got some see in the background here. As, uh, yeah. So we got a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's Paul. a whole bunch of – and I'll make everybody dizzy right now, but we've got about – 20, 30 vendors here. So we've got Sennheiser, Sony, Panasonic, uh, Clear One, a whole bunch of people here. Some integrators uh, showing off some wares. So we're just getting set up, getting ready to start in about a half hour. So if I pop off on you, don't be surprised. But no, it's fine. Stick, we'll uh, stick with the conversation. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, one of the things that we, one of the articles that we brought up is um, this comes to us from Commercial Integrator. And it said some of the best commercial IoT devices on the market today. Now, if you go through, there is a whole litany of them. Um, there's some stuff that varies on security. Uh, there was actually a uh, transparent uh, display from Planar, which I looked and went, cool. And then back of me is looking going, that's very cool. I also know our students would use that to write certain uh, uh, unfathomable language on. But anyway. Um, one of the things that I think got missed on here is, um, and it's really more for, for the sake of a classroom manager or technology management, um, Crestron's actually releasing it on December 1st. Uh, so when this comes out, I think it'll actually be a little bit of a sleeper, but I think it'll be pretty cool, is uh, they actually are putting out a power over Ethernet occupancy sensor. Now, is that really like that big of a shakeup? Yes and no. Uh, occupancy sensors have been around for quite a while. Um, you know, a lot of times they're used in lighting systems. Lutron has a bunch of them and everything else. But a lot of times you usually have to wire power to the thing and you usually have to wire uh, some sort of, uh, you know, has to get wired to the uh, I.O. on a control processor or some sort. This is just a network device. And then you could just have your network folks drop it in and then just, you know, as long as you know the MAC address, you can just route it back to you know, whichever, uh, whether you want it to go back to your control processor or if you just want to route it back to uh, whatever your management software is. So, as um, I say, Ernie, have you guys been uh, starting to use this or look at this uh, a little more? Well, we've looked at it. Obviously, we haven't used it yet since mm. it's not shipping. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it is something we are interested in. Uh, you know, we put occupancy sensors. That's the Hardest phrase in our industry to say, I believe. <laughs> uh, but we, we do put them in every room. Uh, and we're working with some uh, new monitoring and fusion software and automatic ticket generation and stuff like that. 
-hmm. And one thing I've asked our programmers to look at is, you know, when we're, when we get an error message, you know, generated by mm -hmm. uh, a device in the room, mm -hmm. can we check one to see if the room is occupied? Mm -hmm. You know, was it just a network hiccup or is there somebody in the room? And also at the same time, look at our scheduling software. Is, is the room scheduled for an event? Is, is there an event taking place in the room mm -hmm. when we get the error message and it can escalate the ticket automatically to the tech, let them know that this, this is a right now, not a when you get to it. Yeah, the, the, the thing that we've been looking at is, uh, one, we actually just upgraded our, um, our, our room scheduling software, uh, which for us was, uh, well, CollegeNet now, or, yeah. you know, 25 Live or Live 25. It's, right. Anyways, um, but one of the big things that, we've, that we're trying to integrate with this stuff, and it's in the same boat as you, as you put it, Ernie, and that is uh, we want to see if the room's being occupied mostly so that when we do any kind of uh, maintenance or any kind of, you know, oh, let me go check up on this, or, you know, a lot of times our programmer will go and, you know, do like a, you know, he's gotten it down to where the entire building is set up like this. I've updated the programming for the touch panel, updated the programming for the processor. Let me go check the stuff out. And it's literally just an added, you know, oh, I can go into this room. And, you know, yeah, you're right. It's in the realm of whether it's scheduled or not. Um, it's one of those things I think later on, uh, I'm sure our, our capital man our capital plans or management folk are eventually going to want to see these things mostly because for us, we've been using solstice for a bit and we finally got uh, Kepler up and running. And for them, they, you know, suddenly got interested because they're like, Oh, we have more, more metrics slash demographic or um, demographic data that we can get on our students. Now it should be noted with solstice and Kepler and everything. It doesn't give away like you know, PII information. At most, it's, you know, oh, this person's using Mac. This person's using Android. Like that kind of thing. This is the so, next discussion on Scott's article, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How much data is your school mining? See, as I say, true, but in, in Scott's case, he doesn't have to worry about HIPAA laws yet. <laughs> no. That makes it more fun. No, well, you know. Once again, but um, now, there, like I said, there's certain things that I don't always think, you know, folks are going to like light up on fire and say, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever, but it does make life easier. And um, you well, know. these are the, these are the little things that you stick in rooms that nobody knows about, <laughs> but can really change the way the user, the room works for the user. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just, there's these little tools and tricks that we have. Everybody wants to walk in a room and just have it work. And these are some of the little tools and tricks that we have to make it, to make it work. And when you put it on, on Ethernet, it just uh, becomes that much more powerful and accessible uh, to people across campus for various means. I mean, I would think security departments would be interested in occupancy sensors and, and motion detectors and the like as well. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, one of the other things um, that we've also put in um, – and, you know, it's been around for quite a while, so this is not like, you know, a, a new hotbed item or anything like that. Um, but if you have divisible rooms, um, you know, there's there's the partition sensor. Like, you know, Crestron literally makes a partition sensor. Is it mind, Is it world-changing? No, it's literally an electric eye, but it's, it's, Crest, it's Crestnet-based. So, you know, as long as you set the ID, here you go. 
and you can actually set like uh, conditional logic with it. And right. for, for us, Bill, actually, that was an amazing one for me because I actually, I'm sorry to say, just recently heard about this because oh. uh, we'd never used it before. But we, had, we have a divisible room on campus and we hate it uh, <laughs> because if it gets opened up, you either have to turn off the speakers or turn on the speakers and people forget to do so. And so it's closed and people are talking in one room and it's coming out the other room uh, or uh, they do the opposite and they're recording in one room, but all the voices from the other room are getting put on the recording. Right. And so headache after headache after headache. Well, all of a sudden this tiny little partition sensor just yeah, takes those all away. Yeah. And, and yeah. just boom, we just fixed years of problems by installing this little device. We did yeah. that in one of, one of our larger divisible classrooms that seats 80 in each half or 160 combined. Uh, we have a single control system in the room and uh, eight wireless microphones for them to carry around, ask questions or for presentations. We've got it set where uh, as soon as the divider finishes its path, uh, the mics are split four on each half. Mm -hmm. And we, we do have, a, we've got a little uh, Crestron uh, manual touch panel where you can, they can be reassigned by a technician in a locked closet. But all you gotta do is walk in and punch a few buttons and it automatically lights up and tells him what's assigned where. Of course we can do it remotely, but oh, yeah. uh, sometimes the instructor, you want, to, you want to make sure the instructor has the one in his hand that you're assigning. Mm -hmm. That's, can't always do that remotely. Let's see, holds up to the camera, you read the number off of it. <laughs> uh, we, we've done that, uh, but yeah, those partition sensors are, are wonderful. Uh, we've got some rooms. We're getting ready to deploy these out in. I've got one large lab. It's, uh, both, a, it's, it's interesting. It can be uh, a biology lab, mm -hmm. uh, you know, damp lab, or it can be a computer lab with built-in computers in it. So we keep spare keyboards around. Uh, they should get from out hide or something in them, but uh, <laughs> uh, the room has uh, eight movable walls, mm -hmm. so it, it can be configured in multiple ways. So we're well, gonna I'm put sorry, sensors already, that's on all awesome. those. Well, that, that's that's where you end up getting it. That's one of the few times where a crestnet a crestnet block still comes in handy. Yes. <laughs> Good old block. Oh, eight of it. I couldn't stand eight different ways. I hate a room that divides in two. So good yeah, problem well, to you. If it was up to me, there would be no movable walls. Oh, but okay, okay, guys. So this, this is this is my this is my my big year project, and that is we have um, our big ballrooms, and it is a three-way divisible room, which is like okay, that doesn't seem so bad, until you then look at the floor boxes. And there are eight floor boxes in this in this uh, this room, and there's uh, I'm trying to remember two. Oh, sorry, three, three, and then two. And I just I, I look at it and I'm like, why, why? And the folks all said, oh yeah, no, we we, we still want to use all the floor boxes and everything. And initially we were looking, going, yeah, we're going to use NVX. And it turns out that uh, Crestron's still working on, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the wall plate uh, uh, conundrum of that one. But, um, yeah, that, that's one of those ones where we're definitely going to be putting in uh, a couple of partition sensors, a couple of occupancy sensors, and um, 
Yeah, they also suddenly said, oh, we want to still have uh, wireless touch panels. And we just looked at them like, we're going to give you an iPad. <laughs> I was like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm done baking my brain these days. Um, however, due to the floor box issues and everything, um, we are still going to go with, uh, you know, just traditional DM with it. Um, not knocking it or anything like that. However, um, just recently we've kind of started playing around with the NVX uh, tech and everything. And um, Scott or Rob, if either of you guys, I know Ernie's played around with this a little bit. Have you guys gotten a chance to play around with the NVX stuff yet? No, I haven't had an opportunity to. So I guess yeah. I have to come up with your way then. Oh yeah, as I say, as I say, in my case, it's uh, um, my case. It's literally here. We're gonna start doing this because we got a new building, and um, here, all we have to do now is just network drops. <laughs> Yeah, we're exploring it because we're putting in a new building in 21, summer 21, but we don't have any of it on campus yet. Um, now, Ernie, actually, I do have a question about this because literally yesterday we, we got uh, our first uh, NVX system up and already I'm feeling like it's a boulder to kill an ant with. But um, it's uh, two of the uh, – one's an NVX 350 and then a 352 um, at the podium and everything. So literally, um, if you look at this unit, it has, uh, I believe it's a two HDMI input and one HDMI output along with, you know, obviously the network output and everything. But it also has a Dante network uh, connection. So, yeah, yeah so we, we also end up um, in this room. It's essentially like our, our college uh, boardroom. And uh, so, you know, our CIO was like, oh, we want everything on the network. And I kind of went, okay. And so we went and got uh, a Shure uh, digital discussion unit and linked that up via uh, a Dante adapter and everything. And then we put all the equipment in the data center for this, for this building. And um, I won't lie, having all that accessible via the network is actually pretty nice. Yes. Uh, especially because the we're using BSS and uh, even their um, uh, Blue Link equipment, um, if it's the the if it's the DSP with the Blue Link built in, or sorry, the the Dante built in, it's 32 channels. If you get the bridge, it has uh, 64, which you know it's kind of funny when you find out that Dante itself can do what I think it's like at least 128. 128. Yeah, and um, you know, part of me was going, oh, I want the 128. Then it dawned on me, I'm going, why would I need 128? Yeah, because you can. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is because you can. But at the same time, it's like, oh, well, I want the full thing. It's like, and, and funny enough, our programmer and I were, were talking on the drive back from the building. And he went, you know, we're really going to have to figure out how to segment this a little bit better. I'm like, why? Just, just label everything properly. He looked at me and goes, Bill. I was like, do you really want to have, you know, our broadcast guys be able to route the stuff that's in the that's in the boardroom to their to the recording rig? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Oops. But um, no, the thing actually I did want to ask you, Ernie, was um, have you guys gotten like the director um, unit yet or anything, or not yet? Uh, we have it. We haven't deployed it. It's. Our issue is we're across so many different subnets mm -hmm. with our system and just all the coordination it's going to take to make it really work across the subnets seems to be an issue. Uh, we don't have enough of the NVX units to make that 
to make that an issue yet, but we're going to get to that point. Looks like we're losing Rob for a minute. Uh, uh, once again, it's the, the life yeah. of the tech manager. He's uh, that's right. cats. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, we would like to use the director, and it, it's one of those things, just getting it higher up the priority chain. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if we deploy enough in VX, we'll get to that point. Yeah. Now, just to back up for folks who are unaware and everything, um, the NVX units themselves, they there's the 350 series, the 350, 350, all that fun stuff. Uh, then there's the encoders and decoders, which they just encode or decode. The 350s, the 351s can do either or. We actually tested it out uh, because our installer guy said, hey, we have a uh, WebEx share unit here. Oh, we could switch this thing to be both the encoder and decoder. And we timed it out. It takes about two minutes for that thing to switch from being an encoder to a decoder. Thank you for doing that for us. We haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. So. And as, a, as, as someone who's uh, both a tech, a tech manager and an installer, uh, two minutes, that's an eternity. That's a lifetime, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we have folks who, you know, if it doesn't switch within, you know, literally two seconds, they're like, oh, things busted. Two minutes, they, they, they look at us and go and say, it's broken. That's not seamless. Yes. So um, to make things easier, we're, as I say, it's, it's kind of funny. In this room, we will have a, um, uh, an NVX uh, 350 at the projector because, um, you know, we can set the scaling and everything else, although we've had this wonderful debate about um, do you really need – actually, you know what, guys? This is something I'll ask you. Do you guys prefer to put a scaler in or do you like to, or is it just easier to kind of set more of a strict EDID table? Like literally this is the, this is the resolution of the projector. This is the only thing that's going to go into it. It depends. <laughs> um, All right, Pat Brown. You know, can, can you control your output? You know, it, if we have a scaled out, I'd rather have a scaled output on my, you know, at the source end somehow and then not put a scaler at each endpoint. Yeah. But there have been times we've had to. Uh, and NVX has made it really where it was more affordable to do that. Mm -hmm. And that we were, we just rebuilt a room that had a couple of real nice 1080p 80 inch displays. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they needed a little bit bigger display. I mean, just, they were just a hair bit small. It was a radiology conference room and they were needing and they also really needed 4K for their main displays. Uh, well, we were yeah. converting the room over to video conferencing. So we took their 280s that were, you know, just like four or five years old in real good shape, made those confidence monitors for video conferencing, put them on the back wall, put new 86-inch uh, uh, 4K monitors up at the front uh, for the main room displays, and they wanted to run 4K. Well, uh, you know, we had 1080p confidence monitors, and they didn't need to be, you know, there's no need to have the confidence monitors 4K. By doing everything over NVX, it, you know, it handled the scaling for us mm -hmm. and allowed us to stay 4K all the way till it got to that point. Yeah. Uh, so everything, everything is 4K in the room. The big thing to note uh, out of the NVX stuff, though, is um, the 350 series, or at least the 3.5 the three line, um, that can do the scaling. If you have just the D, the like the D thirty, right. 
Yeah, that thing is just literally what you shoot out is what what goes into it. It doesn't. That, what, I, I that wasn't it. even available when we started designing this ramp. So <laughs> <laughs> it came out during the during the planning. We just ignored it. Uh, but the other thing too is that. Um, and, and this is just one of those things we're, we're looking at it, uh, is that the building that we recently acquired uh, had a video wall. And, um, you know, we were kind of talking it over and uh, some of our, our um, capital plans folks and the, the board of trustees folks looked and said, oh, oh, that'd be a big wow factor. And, you know, our CIO looked at us and was like, you know, how, how much is it going to cost? And I kind of looked and I'm like, uh, and then it dawned on me, you know, once we found, like, once we actually got the NVX stuff going, <laughs> Um, our programmer said, oh, yeah, no, all you have to do is just literally say how many displays, what the resolution is for the displays, and boom, it, you know, you can have yourself a video wall with uh, six network drops and, uh, you know, obviously six, six uh, NVX units, and there you go. Um, you know, is that going to be everywhere? No, but it's reusing and repurposing, you know, what's, yeah. what's been in there. Um, anyway. Uh, no, it's just one of those things, like I said, going forward, we're looking at this and kind of trying to slim down uh, what we have and everything. Um, speaking of which, because um, we're coming up, sorry, because we're coming up um, on, on to uh, winter break and everything, I was kind of curious as to uh, what everyone uh, had as far as projects going. So, uh, Ernie, you guys have anything fun in the pipeline? or? Well, our biggest project over the winter break uh, is really for August. <laughs> in that we're we're uh, adding video conferencing and high, heavily upgrading our uh, active learning center. We're going to connect it to one that's a three-hour drive apart. Make make them into one active learning center uh, with uh, you know single program running both sides, audio, video, mics mm -hmm. uh, on every table, which we have. We've been easy pass around mics. We've had one camera. We're going to put a camera for every table. Mm -hmm. There are thirty-two tables in the classroom. Um, so we're, we found some small, uh, you know, static cameras there, mm -hmm. you know, uh, hang and forget basically no pan tilt zoom. Yeah. Uh, there's six people at each table in our active learning center. And we figure we can get five and a half of them faces, uh, from a single shot, ceiling mounted camera. Uh, but we're going to go in and do the hardware upgrade mm -hmm. or we're going to the hardware add. We're going to put mics on the tables, new new speakers over the tables, hang the cameras. There's not going to be a wire connected to any of these at this point. But this way, when semester ends in middle May, we can go in and we can have that done. Wiring team shows up on day one. Programmer has all spring semester to program it. And then we can get that done. And then as soon as we finish the one in Little Rock, we'll go to our Fayetteville site and do that one. The spring break, we're going to do, it's much smaller. It's eight tables instead of 32. So we figure over the spring break week, we can go in having already done one hardware install, do it up there over spring break. And then once again, their wiring team can be wiring and then our program will be ready to move up there and finish things out. And we, we can get two rooms done with our small team over the summer. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, as well as review some other rooms and things like that. No, that'll be the major work. Right, fair enough. 
Rob, uh, as I say, has it, have things, uh, as I say, you guys have anything in the pipeline aside from the controlled chaos that's behind you? Yeah, yeah, besides that. Um, so, I mean, we mentioned one of our auditoriums, I guess, uh, during the break is going to be upgraded uh, projector, putting in a Vadio, two Vadio cameras, uh, assisted listening devices. Um, uh, I believe we're going with a Mercy Pod. And um, so basically, it's a, just, a general AV upgrade to an auditorium that hadn't been touched in a very long time. And uh, what was interesting about the project, and maybe you guys have run into this, is we originally had a certain amount allocated for it, and then they wanted to do electrical and lighting upgrades. And so we put the quotes out, and one of the quotes came back for changing the lighting ended up being more than what the entire project was allocated for. It was just astounding to me you know, the amount, um, you know, when you put the AV technology aside and go a little over on the other side with the electrical and the, the lighting, it's just, I was like floored. So needless to say, we're not doing that part of it. Yeah. But um, so this is a, a 200 seat auditorium and uh, we're just upgrading AV on it, getting a, you know, a Dante put in there. It's our first one uh, uh, for in our department and, you know, on a separate land. So uh, it's, it should be should be a, a pretty smooth going, simple but exciting. Now, Rob, I do have a question for you, and this is kind of one of those uh, the, the wonderful world of ADA compliance and everything. Um, are you guys doing uh, just your traditional, um, you know, like the RF uh, headset unit? Or are you guys doing uh, like I think like both Listen and Williams Sound are or Williams AV is uh, going the route of um, you know the the oh you need you need listen okay, literally here's a stream, here's a hardware pod that, that you can download, that, you know, you can literally download the app and you can then listen, to, you can like kind of pick the channel. Uh, if anything, Ernie actually showed this to me. Oh, geez, I want to think about this. I think like two years ago, Williams, Sound, Williams AV uh, came up with at least a kind of a baseline of this unit. And they've, they've managed to streamline it down to like, it's almost a quarter, R, it's a quarter rack unit uh, little device. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I believe we're we're just going with the old uh, RF. I, I have to take a look at the spec on it. It's pretty simple. It's only like oh, yeah. twelve units. Uh, we're not doing anything too complicated. So, um, but as far as being able to now, you said you download the app and then you decide the channel that you're going to actually use to uh, to, to listen. It. No, not we're not not that not yet. We're not going to that level yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're uh, keeping it real, real simple. No, that's fine. If anything, it's one of those things of down the line, like we look at it and it's literally just an add on that eventually, you know, we tell folks like, yeah, here we have like 10 of the RF units and everything. Um, have 10 people ever requested that? No, but at the same time, everyone, as I say, everyone has one of these. <laughs> now we've been looking at those, uh, from listen right now. Um, but the issue we're running into is to be ADA compliant, you have to have receivers. And the only thing we've found that will work as a receiver without, you know, giving everyone a phone mm -hmm. uh, is uh, iPods are still available. You can still buy an iPod and their Wi-Fi and they will work with these. So, uh, and they're about the same price as a listener Williams RF receiver. So uh, we're looking at putting these in a couple of places right now, and then we'd like to eventually roll our old RF units into that. I can, I can understand that one. 
Uh, once again, Mr. Scott, we're not, uh, we're not leaving out. What's, uh, what's, what's the fun to do? <laughs> uh, we actually uh, are going to be taking it slightly easy over the next uh, few weeks over break. Uh, we had an extremely uh, busy summer. And so we're really just looking through uh, what happened over the fall, getting into a few rooms and fixing some problems that were reoccurring. Uh, and just hoping to start the the semester up with those things resolved. There are no big projects going on. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for for us, it's a combo of things. Um, and I'll just keep it to this. Uh, one, uh, we're going to be upgrading one classroom because originally we were going to do two, but uh, our student success uh, uh, center, also formerly known as the tutoring center, uh, suddenly wants to have a satellite enrichment center, like literally within the dorm space and everything. Okay, sure, fine, whatever. Uh, and then the other one is uh, us swapping out uh, three uh, Christie projectors that I swear um, uh, were installed when I was still a tech. So um, circa 2007, I think. Um, and literally the big reason that we're swapping those out is because the because Christie literally said, we're, we're not manufacturing that lamp anymore, so <laughs> we have to move on. But from that, we're actually switching over to Epson. We're probably going to be switching over to Epson and everything. So in, anyways, uh, it's one of those things where we're going to be swapping it out. But uh, it's the first time in a good while I'll have to have, I'll have to hop into a genie lift and everything. So fun. to Oh, yeah, this is this is like 20 feet up in the air. So once again, hope I'm not afraid of heights or am I? I got to tell you a story one day about a genie lift in our, in our gym. We were putting in a uh, – we were actually putting in a um, projector. Mm -hmm. elevator uh and we hired somebody to do it because we we weren't able to do it and the lift that they used wasn't uh powerful enough to get it up with people on it so this is a true story this guy and i had to leave because i couldn't watch this started the lift going and then started climbing up the lift after it had started going <laughs> because it couldn't lift with him on it and so he's literally climbing up along the scissors of the lift as the thing is going up in the air. And I was like, I will get in trouble if I know this is going on. So I'm just going to leave now. I'm pretty sure there was an OSHA manual that burst into flames. We had a similar situation, Scott. We had, we were putting up a 90 inch uh, display and the display was heavy. It's going to take two people to handle it. Well, the lift wouldn't handle two people in the display going up. So the smaller guy rode up with the display. The other guy put a ladder beside it, climbed up the ladder, got in the basket when it got to the top, and mounted it, and then it, came back down the ladder before they lowered it. And, uh, and I mean, I, I wasn't there to I wasn't there to see this, of course, because I would have really had to say something afterwards. Is that when they got up there, of course, the lift extended beyond the basket, right? So the guys had to sit on the edge of the basket to make the connections, and it. it I have no idea how everybody survived that that install. I'm, I'm just pleading the fifth. That's it. I'm pleading the fifth. Fair enough. Fair enough. As I say, Rob. As I say, once again, this is a matter of public record. We don't want Rob uh, uh, having to uh, having to uh, explain this to OSHA. Anyways, we've kind of hit the end of our time here, guys. Uh, once again, thank everyone for coming, uh, Mr. Ernie Bailey. Where can folks find you at? Uh, you can usually find me on LinkedIn. Oh, there we go. Scott, where, it's, uh, where can the fine folks find you at? Uh, usually on Twitter, at S. Tyner. Ah, there we go. And Mr. Raspberry? LinkedIn. It's a place to be. 
there we go. And you can find me on Twitter and usually at uh, LinkedIn. Uh, once again, this has been EdTech, a monthly higher ed tech podcast. Once again, EdTech, part of the AV Nation 